Welcome to your daily affirmations. Repeat after me, working with others is easier than ever. I strive for perfect collaboration. Our teamwork keeps getting better. Yeah, affirmations are great, but Monday.com can really get you the teamwork you desire. Work together easily and share files, updates, data, and just about anything you want all in one platform. Affirm yes to start. Or tap the banner to go to Monday.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network, and I'd like to tell you that we have a new and improved website. It has two new features that we think you'll love. One of them is a vastly improved search engine so that when you type in keywords, you'll get a bunch of episodes really quick. The other is the ability to create a listener account. And in that listener account, you can save episodes for later listening. So you can create a kind of listening list. We think these features are neat and we think you'll enjoy them. Please visit the site today. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tal Zemanovich. Earlier today, I had the pleasure of having with me in the studio in Tel Aviv, the cultural historian and media specialist, Dr. Noel Rybke. This was my first recording now via Skype, and I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I did. I talked to Noel, who has written in the past about the historical, political, economic, cultural, and technological aspects of television work, about his first monograph, A Genre Approach to Celebrity Studies, published this year by Paul Grave Macmillan. In this work, Noel widens his scope to the entertainment industries at large to analyze the movement of celebrities from these industries into electoral politics. The book explores this trend through the lens of genre. It offers short case studies ranging from the transition of Israeli models into the Israeli parliament and the astonishing rise of a charismatic journalist to the head of the treasury in Israel. It goes on to Gilberto Gilles' tenure as Minister of Culture in Brazil, and explores the contrasting political paths of the successful salsa musicians Ruben Blades and Willy Colon. The book then moves on to North America to explore the American pattern of celebrity politics, and it ends with a return to Brazil and Argentina to look at two fascinating stories of ordinary people turned celebrities turned politicians. Hi, Noel. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So I've known you and your work as a historian of media, but actually your training is also in the fields of sociology and cultural studies. And since your book uses genre as an analytical tool, I'd like to begin our conversation by asking you into which genre you fit your own work. Well, I, I'm, I don't feel the need to define myself in one genre. I, uh, I did my academic studies at the University of Tel Aviv, uh, BA in sociology, MA in cultural research, and my PhD was in uh, the history and communication department. Okay. Before you help us explore the cultural and uh, political significance of the growing movement of celebrities into politics, and by the way, what a timely um, event is the Donald Trump's uh, presidential campaign for your book, um, could you tell us what got you interested in this project? Um uh, Well, my uh, PhD research uh, project studied Brazilian television under the authoritarian regime. Uh, 
analyze three main television genres, uh, telenovela, current affair programs, and live studio shows. And it was through the analysis of the, this last genre and their charismatic television hosts that I became interested in the relation, the context relation between uh, fame, uh, media exposure, and political power. Uh, those uh, highly popular and charismatic television hosts were heavily censored by regime officers because, not because their ideological leanings, but because uh, they feared their popularity among the masses. Um, uh, at the same time, right after I have finished uh, the PhD research project, there was a period where several Israeli media figures began to move into politics, and I began to think about this phenomenon more seriously. I asked myself whether there was some relation between uh, those figures I studied under Brazilian context uh, and the actual celebrity politics phenomenon. But I should say that one particular episode sparked my interest uh, uh, under uh, in, in the relation between those figures and, and, and the passage to politics. And it was uh, um, uh, when democracy returned in Brazil, uh, it was a particular episode when uh, um, popular host, Silvio Santos was also a very powerful businessman and media network owner. He tried to enter the presidential election contest in 1989, but was blocked by electoral justice. So this is obscure and almost insignificant episode in uh, Brazilian recent history. It spurred me to deepen my interest in the uh, process of conversion of celebrity capital into political power. Mm -hmm. So um, let's start with some definitions, um, because we're talking already about celebrities. And uh, first of all, what is a celebrity? Um, is it any different from a famous person? And um, if so, why is this distinction important? Well, the founding fathers of uh, the sociology of celebrities, C. Wright Mills, uh, Daniel Burstein, and Francesco Alberoni, they establish a dichotomous distinction between past heroes, war heroes, political leaders, real and scientists and artists, and celebrities, which for them, they were famous people without real merits or real achievements, and of course, real power. They thought mainly about the entertaining figures, uh, sports stars, popular musicians, who were widely known through their work in the media. Today we know, for example, that those past heroes also used the media available at their time to acquire fame and power, which seems to be a qualitative and quantitative uh, difference regarding past periods for cinema and television, of course, uh, is the amount of people that became known um, and the amount of information circulating about famous people, or uh, paraphrasing Walter Benjamin, a kind of mechanical reproduction of, of fame. Uh, however, I do think there are important distinctions and hierarchies among celebrities, depending on their fields of the cultural industries they came from. 
Uh, and this is one of the main things I try to elucidate throughout the book. So when you talk about celebrities, you actually mean um, individuals in the 20th century. Yes, uh, of course, after mm-hmm. cinema and television. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, what are the reasons that you find that celebrities usually move into politics? Is it a quest out for power, respectability, a career move, or maybe even a genuine wish to make a change? Well, there's, uh, there's not a single reason why. Um, some celebrities... Uh, uh, first of all, we, we, we should say when, when celebrities are at the top of their careers, they usually do not move into politics. Some celebrities have uh, long-term involvement in politics, and when their careers in, is in decline, they are more prone to make that leap. Um, some top celebrities truly believe they can leave a mark in politics, and others seem to find in the passage to politics a new way of keeping themselves in the public spotlight or uh, reinvigorating their careers in the media. But I think the question should also be reversed. We should ask what politics and politicians are looking for when choosing celebrities um, for joining their party ranks. They are looking for what they perceive sometimes as a proven formula for success, and they are looking for media attention. So it's not only about celebrities' uh, career horizons or a personal quest for power, but it's also about the particular moment of the political system during the last three or four decades. So, actually, this leads me to think about um, a question that you also raise in the book, and that's the question of agency, um, in which we're many times already thought to think about celebrities as uh, managed by PRs, agents, uh, economic interests, and things like that. Um, and part of what you were alluding to, that maybe parties also use these celebrities as facades, um, kind of brings us me to think that maybe you 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 think about celebrities in, in this way. Is, is that so? Okay. Yeah, I think the question of, of agency and, and power is always complex. And we could ask uh, whether politicians have real power. It's their autonomy to advance their projects or ideological principles. You could ask, aren't politicians today closely managed by uh, PR and media advisors? I mean, those same questions frequently asked about celebrities could also be asked about uh, uh, politicians, in particular at the early stages of their careers, but not only them. So this topic intersects with Another crucial term in political communication is the concept of mediatization. It means the shaping, of, the shaping of politics and the political processes uh, according to the needs and practices of the media. Um, we could say perhaps about uh, a, the question of agency that power is a long-term construction and celebrities with a long-term involvement in politics had a better chance to attain effective power. 
the other question we should ask is whether celebrities that move into politics have a project of social change. Despite their popular appeal, they may have their own class interests, and their political agenda could also be a conservative one. They may attain power, but not always for the benefit of the masses that voted for them. So there is not a single answer or a single pattern. Celebrity politics is an evolving phenomenon. I have analyzed throughout the book the main forces that are shaping this phenomenon until today. But this doesn't mean that in the future, new patterns of relations between celebrities and electoral or institutional politics would emerge. So in the chapter about Israeli models turned Knesset representatives, you make an analogy between modeling agencies fixing young people into niche Uh, for casting purposes, and the practice of small political parties uh, of offering celebrities to join. Can you say more about that? Well, uh, small parties like uh, Israel Beiteno in Israeli politics, led by a single imposing and even controversial figure like uh, Avigdor Lieberman, it can fix their party list for legislative elections according to market calculations, much like Uh, modeling agencies build their model catalogs according to a combination of prestige and concessions to popular taste. Uh, modeling agencies that recruit for the most prestigious collection catalogs fashion models with an avant-garde look, uh, where for more massively consumed products, they recruit models with a more conventional look, blondes. Uh, uh, in the case of uh, Israel Beitenu Party, that combination encompassed a former high-ranking military or security officers, a prestigious record in Israeli politics, uh, with the attractive models from different Jewish uh, ethnic backgrounds, was what uh, was a clear wink at popular sectors within uh, Israeli Jewish population. So you touched upon genre now, and, um, and it is in the title of your book. So let's talk about the significance of genre to your analysis. Uh, well, uh, genres are uh, structures that they are shaping the passage or the conversion of, of uh, symbolic capital, media attention into other kinds of, of power or influence. So this is the main idea of, 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 of genres. Um, it's uh, an analogy to think about this, this uh, passage uh, of celebrities to, to politics. Um, genres could be also recipes or formulas that could be imitated. Or, or repeat it. So this is the main uh, understanding of, of, of genres, mm -hmm. practices within the cultural industries, a set of rules that are um, defining uh, behavior, defining images, defining um, ideas about persons, about 
project. Can you give us an example of uh, how genre um, functions in your case? Well, first of all, I would like to say that uh, genres are influencing according, uh, of course, the genre, the, the passage to politics. But it is not the only uh, the only factor influencing the passage to 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 politics. Perhaps uh, um, the structure of the political system, um, the political culture culture in in, in each place. Of course. Um, there are some cultural industries in each place that could encourage the passage of celebrities to politics and uh, under other constellations that passage could be uh, restrained. Uh, I would say that there are three main factors um, influencing the, the passage of celebrities to the political sphere. Uh, not only genres, uh, the, the weakness of political uh, parties, um, mm-hmm. the strength of some genres within cultural industries, uh, and the career horizons for celebrities in, in each place. Um, for example, I mean, uh, we are talking about genres, uh, telenovela genre being extremely popular in, in Brazil, telenovela start did not move yet into politics. And why is this? Well, there is not a single uh, answer. You could think that as long as their careers in television are, are maintained, they may prefer to keep this alive. Uh, former football players could be recruited more easily for politics since they are widely popular and they do not have a rigidly structured career horizon after they quit playing football. Some of them became football commentators, others moved into politics, and former football star Romario does both. Okay, so one of the things I thought were, you know, most interesting in the book is your attempt to look at this cultural trend in a comparative framework. Um, you have case studies ranging from Israel, Brazil, Argentina, and the U.S. Could you tell us how and why you chose these specific stories? Maybe even give an, an example of one that you think is most illustrative. Okay. Uh, I wanted to dovetail a global history of celebrity politics um, as global as I could get, a story that takes into account the symbolic capital obtained by celebrities through their work within different fields or genres of the cultural industries, and how that media capital is converted into electoral or institutional power. And at the same time, I wanted to understand how the local cultural and political histories structured that passage. And my academic background and life story helped me to dig into those particular cases making interesting connections with the broader social and cultural context of those societies. For example, I understood that um, Israeli uh, candidates for uh, some obscure or, or not so 
important uh, uh, offices. For example, uh, Yoram Gaon in Israel uh, used the case of uh, Ronald Reagan or uh, Silvio Santos, a popular host, a Brazilian television host. He uh, mentioned frequently Ronald Reagan case as uh, a means to justify his legitimacy as a, as a candidate. So there are connections uh, among those uh, uh, stories. But those two factors, uh, limited and oriented at the same time, the scope of my mm -hmm. research. Um, those, but I, I would like to emphasize that although those are cases that occur within the spectrum of my cultural and academic knowledge, you also reflect the dominant patterns within those geopolitical landscapes. For example, um, two genres of, of uh, uh, popular music are uh, examples of the way of uh, popular music in Latin American politics and, and Latin American culture. Uh, in Israel are analyzed two um, genres uh, that are related to television industry. And the American case, of course, of, of uh, cinema actors and their relations to, to politics. So um, they are particular cases, but they do reflect something that is broader. Mm -hmm. uh, so did you find that celebrities perform differently in every culture or do they function as a, in a similar manner, uh, both politically and culturally, regardless of a geographical context? Yeah, well, I, I think there are some shared, uh, some shared features, but there are, of course, uh, uh, local uh, local patterns of that passage. Of course, we, we can talk about the global phenomenon that is related to, to the increasing uh, influence of the cultural industries of television. But in every place, there is, uh, in each place, there are particular patterns that are emerging. Um, so after completing the research for this book, could you actually predict if a certain celebrity will be successful in becoming a politician? Is it a question of the industry that they originate from, a genre, maybe personal trait? Um, well, I think I cannot predict a, a, a successful passage. I think we, we, we could define perhaps what is a successful passage as a long-term compromise with the Korean politics and the creation of an increasing distance between the past career in the media and the new one in politics. The career in the media may be an excellent starting point for a first election contest, but politics is more about management of daily obscure routines, uh, complex negotiations, and uh, compromises that do not fit the glamorous images we have about celebrities and their charismatic skills or superpowers. So as a whole, most of the cases I have studied 
would be defined as a failure in those terms because the temptation to keep close links with the past career in the media is very high. However, it's interesting that despite those failures, celebrity politics reemerges from time to time as a formula that should be tested again, much like uh, film genre cycles. So, I mean, we're talking about failure and success. Can you maybe give us an example of what you said that most of them are, are stories of failure? So maybe your favorite failure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that it's hard to define uh, uh, failure in, in politics. Uh, it's very hard, uh, very hard to, far, uh, to, to define also uh, what is a successful uh, uh, career. I think w w what's interesting is, is, is to analyze those uh, patterns that are uh, emerging. I I like the, the the connection between uh, genre and, and that passage. I think it's clear in when analyzing, for example, uh, the media persona of, of the Republican actors that moved to politics uh, and, and their later uh, careers. Um, theaters, it's interesting that connection. Theaters and, and film actors are judged for their ability to perform different roles and, and, and personalities. And it appears that uh, Republican actors, they, they are... Uh, there is uh, the strength as celebrity politicians is closely connected to their weakness as cinema actors. Uh, in the sense that the characters they embodied on screen had an internal coherence uh, that allowed them to project a more consistent image when they decided to move into politics. And the case of Ronald Reagan, Clint Eastwood, and of course uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, there was an intense use and abuse of their screen persona to further their political career and, and projects. I mean, they was a, a, a failure in, uh, in creating a distance between the, the past career and, and the new one in, in politics. Even uh, the most uh, successful uh, celebrity politician, Ronald Reagan, until the end of their of his career, uh, the world questioned whether he was the real thing. There were people behind him. Uh, so actually not fighting typecasting might be a, a good thing if you're thinking about transitioning to, to politics. <laughs> yeah, but it would be very difficult to be elected. Yeah. So, um, you know, if we're already speaking about U.S. Republican film stars that, that transition into politics and they're moderate success, I guess. Um, why is it that uh, uh, liberal or more progressive film stars don't usually manage to do the same uh, transition? Uh, yes, as I said, the conservative or, or Republican actors, that they lack versatility in their, their cinematic roles, and it seems to work in their favor once they move into politics. They project a more coherent image or the, their screen persona matches the ideological 
platform of the party they had joined or the ideological or political messages they, they wanted to convey. There is some evidence that liberal Hollywood stars who consider making the transition to politics, they fear they may lack the confidence of the voters because of their media role and their public image. Warren Bate is an example of this uh, hesitation. Uh, however, we would, I would like to emphasize that this is not the only reason why liberal Hollywood stars uh, did not transition to a significant role in institutional or, or electoral politics. Perhaps their success in the film industry or the celebrity features of prominent Democrat politicians such as the Kennedy family, Bill Clinton, and perhaps Barack Obama, they may have played a role in their decision to avoid uh, that transition to politics. Can you say more about that? So uh, when analyzing the reasons why liberal actors did not move into a, a, a to electoral politics, there are other factors besides their um, complex um, screen persona uh, constructions that are oriented their uh, decisions, uh, their personal decisions, whether to move to politics or, or to remain in the film industry. But I mean, is there, you were, you mentioned some very charismatic. Uh, leaders such as uh, the Kennedys and, and uh, the Clintons, Obama, and you were connecting it to the to kind of a hesitation to move into politics. So- yes, of course. I, I think, uh, for example, if, if uh, within that party there are already some uh, professional politicians with uh, some uh, Hollywood uh, features, mm-hmm. That, that's a sign that perhaps that, mm, those um, those features or, or th- that mediatic uh, capital is not required. Mm-hmm. Well, they so have there enough. is enough glamour. Of course, no of need course. to bring it from outside. And Is there any celebrity that you would be interested in seeing transitioning into politics to? follow an attempt of that kind? Well, I don't think there is a particular celebrity I would like to see in politics. I think uh, as uh, a personal quest, I'm more interested in long-term political processes and perhaps the search for a more solid and just uh, social order. And those processes I'm interested in are solid enough. It doesn't matter if they're Representative figures are uh, former celebrities, uh, engineers, or um, still industry workers. I, the, the process, I think, it's what's important to. So you use Gilberto Gil's carnival uh, cabin to demonstrate the ability of some celebrities to become part of the ruling elite. Can you tell us more about this? Gilberto uh, yeah. Gil is a legendary Brazilian musician former minister of culture, but with a longer uh, history of uh, political and social uh, activism. 
He has also many enterprises and business interests in the cultural industries. And he owns also a carnival cabin in Salvador that is a relatively isolated private space close to the uh, carnival popular parade where celebrities, politicians, and powerful businessmen socialize, enjoy live, show, live shows, drinks, and, and food. Uh, they can also watch the street processions from a safe place without the need to mingle with the common people. Uh, I wanted to illustrate through this example how top celebrities such as Gilles, but not only him, are part of the ruling elite, um, articulating the encounter between powerful social actors and all of this under a high level of public visibility. And this what seems to be new when compared with the power elite described by Sir Ed Mills at the beginning of the 50s. A power elite that is not longer working behind the public spotlight, but it displays its wealth and power with the help of celebrities, which are uh, elite members, such as Gilberto Gil. So there's a display of the good life Yes, yet good life and and also uh, economic and political power. Um, Was there anything that surprised you to learn while you were researching this book? Maybe something that changed your worldview regarding politics? Well, I think uh, we know that I knew that from theory, but uh, the synchronic processes in the political sphere around uh, distant uh, realities and, and, and culture, I mean, but much in the same way, for example, economic crises tend to uh, expand uh, around um, different places and, and consequences for the countries involved in. We also talk about political practices or, or formulas that are uh, invented and they they expand those formulas from and are adopted from more central uh, or powerful countries to more peripheral or developing countries. Uh, and the other thing is about the um, how the internal dynamics within a specific field or activity could also provoke a, a process of uh, migration of celebrities. Uh, to politics through imitation. We could see this in almost all the genres I've analyzed in the book, but I think perhaps the chapter on salsa music genres and the rivalry and imitation process between two uh, salsa music music, uh, giants, uh, Ruben Blades and Willy Colon, is very illustrative, this type of internal dynamics. Can you tell us a bit more about them? Well, uh, Ruben Blades is a Panamian uh, music, uh, uh, salsa music uh, um, singer, uh, and Willy Colon, a uh, Puerto Rican, American born Puerto Rican. Uh, they are key figures in this uh, uh, music. They were partners for a long time, but there was also a process of uh, rivalry and internal disputes uh, 
they also try to move to a politics with uh, diverse success. Ruben Blades uh, uh, turned uh, the tourist minister of uh, Panama, but he was also a candidate for a uh, presidential contest. Uh, so he was a successful uh, politician in terms of, 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 of the Panama politics. And Willy Colon, he didn't have the same kind of success, but there were several indications that their rivalry also um, oriented them uh, or split their political choices. Uh, Ruben Blades could be defined in center-left uh, ideological terms, and Willy Colon, uh, he turned to the right uh, and identified with the um, um, Venezuelan opposition, for example. He, and it's a question that is related to options, political options, but also to markets for their music products. So in this case, genre was less uh, important because they come from the same genre. Um, well, no, genre was important. They they changed, they shaped the genres they were uh, working on. They um, Both of them, they, they were very important agents uh, transforming salsa genre into a um, social-oriented type of music. But they... Once they, the genre uh, start to decline, they were looking for new ways of, of uh, producing music. They turned to cinema and television production, and they, they changed the, the genre itself. Mm-hmm. But it's a, a, dynamic, a dynamic that occurred within mm-hmm. the salsa music genre. So... So I want to ask you about another genre, that of reality TV, because I think um, it's a very interesting uh, chapter in your book or part in in the book. Um, Could you tell us a bit about the challenges of of reality TV stars when they try to move to television? The seemingly ordinary people that are not necessarily have the glamour of of Hollywood stars um, or very known musicians. Well, I, I think that the what occurred within uh, Brazilian uh, reality television is interesting because we used to think about uh, former reality participants. Most of them are thought as uh, disposable uh, material after they, they they finish their participation. And I have analyzed the case of uh, Jean Willis, a former uh, Big Brother Brazil uh, participant that turned into a legitimate politician, a representative of the LGBT community uh, in Brazilian politics. Um, It's interesting. His career is interesting because... uh, First of all, uh, his participation was related to a political act in 
television when he came out of the uh, closet during the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, his political act is related to uh, major trends within reality t- television. So it's uh, a complex question. He was uh, he's successful also because uh, he had um, previous uh, story of political activism. He's mm-hmm. very well articulated. Um, and so it's, it's the encounter in his case. If, if, if you want to learn something about his case, uh, was the encounter between very strong, very strong, um, um, uh, currents in, in reality television, uh, and his previous history, and, and, and if, if we could define his habitus or cultural background that allow him to uh, perform very well also in the political sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's interesting that almost instant conversion of uh, um, or obtaining of uh, celebrity status and the conversion of that status into political power. Thank for this conversation and for this book that's actually it has a very vibrant narrative that made me uh, wish that it also had a, a listening playlist uh, of the music that you discuss in the book and uh, a viewing list for all the films that you make. So thanks very much. Thank you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.